This is just winging it. I'm John Abdella. And I'm Patrick Green here on a semi-early edition, not quite early edition. You're looking perkier. This is not like the early, early morning. This is not the early, early morning. This is technically, I think this is afternoon, but uh, again, we're still in the dog waking up at 5 a.m. phase. It's been a very long couple of weeks, which I'll get to momentarily. So yeah, so for me, this is still, this feels, you know, my early morning alertness period extends until about 7 p.m. And then I'm like, oh shit, okay, now let's like get on with the day. And then it's time to go to sleep again. And I'm like, oh man. And that's when you decide. Uh, Yeah, but for me, it's this very much, you know, I would say six to seven is like me emerging, right? Having coffee and like- From the chrysalis. The full wake up, yeah. Yes. Um, Charging to full power. And then from seven until- three it's like a downward trend you know i'm just Mm. i start high at 7 a.m and Mm. then it's like (laughs) um and then by like three i'm like what is i'm so much more optimistic the first half of the day that's something i've just found about myself do you feel that yeah i think it's by the end morning people even though we might not realize it about ourselves i am so optimistic the first like four hours of the day yeah i have like so many plans i'm like so ready to go i'm so happy i'm like i'm like reaching out to people on like you know teams or email just to right. like say hi and check in be like hey you know i, I saw this thing you, you posted on a workplace the other day that's such cool work i want to hear more about it let's set up a time to like get coffee virtually and talk yep. and then by the time like noon rolls around i'm like i'm dead to the world like yeah. i think yeah. i'm done it just settles in the fact that you're not going to do nearly as much as you want to which is pr- probably how we're going to live our life in fact um yeah. we're going to get to like age 80 and before that feel you know <laughs> totally ambitious about all the amazing things we're going to do. And then all of a sudden it's going to hit us. Like I'm, I'm not going to get like half of this done. Yeah. Like, Oh man, there's a lot of emails I'm not going to catch up on. <laughs> and also email doesn't exist because we're floating through space right now in our <laughs> post-apocalyptic wasteland of a fucking planet. I mean, we feel every hope. day. We can only hope we're floating in space. I know. I, that's what I'm thinking is like, I feel like every day, every passing day, things feel more post-apocalyptic at this point. Yeah. And I'm kind of ready for 2020 to, um, not be itself anymore. Like I'm kind of, I, I feel like this is, this has like been a lot and it's uh and it's going I, to continue being a lot for quite a while. I'm ready to wake up, have uh, Hillary Clinton as president. I'm floating in space cause we've, we've given up on the world, but she successfully uh, got us, you know, onto some other planet. We're on our way to Mars and we're loving it. We're just as long as we're like floating on the way to something, I think that's okay. If we're actually (laughs) just floating out in space, that would be fucking awful. If we're on a trajectory, yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, that's because right now in the the world that we're living in feels like we're floating in space a little bit to me. I get this feeling. It's like every day I wake up, you know, before the sun comes up, crying because I'm like outside with no pants on, trying to (laughs) take dog shit. And I'm sitting out there, and my phone's like going off, and I'm like, oh my god, there are so many headlines that are freaking me out today. Like yeah. There are so many things that I'm uncertain about. There are so many, I'm looking down at the, at the date that it is and I'm just completely bewildered that it's already September essentially. By the time this airs, it will be the last day of August of 2020, which means we are like in the home stretch of this crazy ass year, having uh, been through what feels like a lifetime's worth of history every single month. Yeah. And um, it, there's this weird disembodied aspect of this whole thing. It feels like we're we're floating in space and some asshole who's supposed to be leading us has just been <laughs> shitting the whole time and there's just his turds are fucking flying all over the place and and, and we're, we're just, just kind of wading through it with like and like we're, breaststroking right? and every time we think we <laughs> Sorry, Every honey. time we think we've we've uh we've you know gotten to a new sort of part of the space station that's shit free 
there's just he just fucking does it again yeah and then we're just gonna hit by sandbags and like you know counter protest bullets and be like (laughs) just trying to fucking make it through this pile of garbage that's 2020 that That that's like the the most optimistic version of 2020 that i could describe that right i mean you're forgetting the fact that also there is like a comet hurtling towards us you know metaphorically in terms of all of the other issues that are going on that aren't even really tied to this you know administration or or all these so around the world the amount of suffering going on right now it's just absolutely I mean, like the, the Belarus situation, that's something that like, I mean, that, that should be something that would be occupying the main news cycle. And that was, yeah. a, news, that was a news item for five seconds last two weeks ago. Right, you know what I mean? Right. It is, there is so much shit. But we are here today. John is dressed like a French mime. He does not have a baguette, but I'm he a, has <laughs> a black striped shirt. I'm a French shirt. mime that's just got off a sailing ship. Right. Um, I'm sure you have a beret, a but schooner? it's not on because well, What do you your, call those? You're, you're a sailor, right? You're... You know, a schooner. Stuff. A schooner is like a clipper. It's like a fast. It's like a fucking fast ship. Is Paul Wright on right now? By the way, I'm not. I don't. Of course Facebook he is. Okay, Paul is Wright, he? amazing. It's to the point where I'm a little bit concerned about Paul Wright that he's just like waking up from a dead sleep to watch us. Well, I, I know um, where he is because he's always watching the Formula One race alongside me on Sunday yeah, mornings, which just yeah. ended. So, so that's why he's here. But Paul, can I just say this is the fact? What about Paul? He just broke 15 minutes in the 5K. Paul is officially now a 14 minute and 58 second That's 5k amazing. runner as of a couple of days ago. Congrats, Paul, Paul. I had no what idea. The f- that is crazy. That is so fast. And I'm so proud of you. And, uh, and I am so jealous of your incredible athleticism. I'm just and, waiting um, to see him run across my window, you know, just in a blur and then by your window um, a second later in Connecticut. <laughs> that, that's, that's what it would be like. So, you know, the reason I'm bringing him up, of course, is speed. Uh, and the reason why I'm bringing speed up is because you're asking about schooners, you know, versus clippers versus other types of things. In my yeah, which opinion- Which I didn't really want this long of an answer, but go ahead. This is now an episode about boat types. In my opinion, a French mime would yeah. be on a tugboat. I can just see it. I feel like a mime <laughs> would be a tugboat person living that tug life, you know? I don't even know what this is. I'm, I'm tugging a rope. I think I'm playing tug of war, actually. Uh, it, it looks like you're jerking off a tall person. <laughs> uh, that's what's going on. Oh God. So tell me about, anyway, uh, yeah. I'm just, I'm waiting with anticipation. Our audience may not be because they, you know, uh, unless they're watching my texts, which is a little creepy, but whatever. It's, it's a new world transparency and all. You never know at this point. Um, so you, you told me the other day that you had a JWI like classic moment that you wanted to just make sure you brought to this episode. I did. Thank you for reminding me. Yeah. And so I'm imagining that the whole rest of the episode is probably going to be this. Um, yeah, this is, this is, it's that in boat types. Yeah. Yeah. I think. And then our emotional, you know, navigating the turds floating around us. Space turds. Space turds. So go ahead. Let me, Space let me hear it. Space musical. Yeah. So, so this, this situation has a setup. I'm not going to get into it because I do want to actually get to what we're going to talk about today. So I'm, I'm going to, and also because with our vast global listening audience, I mean, vast as in vast, capital V, you never know who's listening. So I don't want to get too specific, but oh, long story shorter. Yeah, I'm intrigued. Our, so when we sold our home, um, yeah. you know, we got significantly more for it than we had um, anticipated, which was a great surprise. Which is why you now have a chamber full of gold coins in the basement. It's actually a swimming pool. Technically, we swim through it like Scrooge McDuck. Right. Uh, Which is, I think, a a great way to store the money. At this point, I wouldn't trust the banks. You know, That's true. Get it local. And then you can also get exercise in your home gym because we can't go to, you know, outside anymore. anymore, And swimming in a pile of gold coins. I mean, that's a workout right there. That's a workout, but kind of low impact, right? Low impact. It's sort of low impact because you can't really move. So you're not really doing very much. Yeah. Um, so, all right. So, so we got more money than we anticipated for the condo, which was just wonderful. And, uh, and we really liked the people we sold it to initially. 
And then like our, our, our realtor was like, you know, just so you know, um, when this happens, a lot of the time people's agents will try to kind of recoup some of their, you know, what they put into it. Mm -hmm. Uh, and and I was thinking like, Oh, they're not going to do that. Like they're so sweet. Long story short, the next like three months after we initially sold it was full of like getting requests from them for different things to get replaced and things. And we kind of went along with it in good faith because like little, little things you're saying, you know, like, Hey, this door creaks when I open it, you you need to give me, (laughs) take a thousand bucks off the price. Right, right, right. Yeah. Like there's a chip of paint. I need a $25,000 gift certificate to Home Depot. Which is fair. Yeah. Which is fair. You know, I mean, you know, most of this stuff is okay. It's a pandemic. Everything's crazy. You know, we're not going to like, you know, we're okay. replacing a window or something like it's not a huge deal we, we can we can do that but then uh but t- right towards the very end things got significantly more sour because uh with the long and short is that we left paint for them in the garage like you know cans of paint yeah cans of paint that would match i'm getting choked up which is a home. kind thing to do and which every time i've ever moved anywhere there have been cans of paint in the garage I always that's yeah like, i've appreciated that it, uh, yeah I'm right it's already too. matched properly or you know um and they and as we were leaving we were already on the road you know to our new home, which we yeah. had not closed on yet. Like we were going there to do that. And they, and these people had not closed on our house yet because okay. you know, the idea was we would do that in the morning and then go in the afternoon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were there and they're like, you know, we're not going to close on it until they get a hazardous materials removal team for almost $2,000 to pick up the paint. What? And we're like, what are you talking about? And of course we have no leverage because we were in a moving truck, you know. But what leverage do they have? I mean, because they can't pull out at that point, really. They can it say would, we're going to delay the closing. They would lose a shit ton of money. Oh, they can delay it. That's true, but they could delay it. And then that would cause a whole fiasco for us because we had to close on our new place. So uh, we we had our friends, you know, who are our realtor and his (laughs) his buddies basically. Just dressed up in a Tyvek suit. (laughs) Yeah, they put on PPE, you know, because there's so much of that laying around. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, And they went and they they, they did it for 500. And then, you know, we we negotiated it down to that. So it all worked out, but it was just like, it just felt really shitty. And we had left them this like note with a bottle of wine and a couple of toys for their kid. And like, we had really, and flowers, like we really had put a lot of thought into making it. Oh, and and, like a trail guide to the town. Wow. We really thought we were like, you know, going along. Above and And beyond. They they took all of that stuff as like just us leaving them with garbage and they gave it to all of the neighbors because they're like, oh, we don't actually want this plant or like, we don't want, you know. This is why you shouldn't be nice to other people. This is exactly, this is why you should just focus on space and not the turds hitting you in the face is what we're saying. Yeah. So long story short, we kind of moved on from this. You know, it's, it's just sort of been sitting in the back of our heads as sort of an annoyance, you know, but these are people that we never have to interact with again. Or so we think. Okay, right. so now, so let's go back about a month. Um, we wanted to get Jude for his birthday as his big present, uh, like a nice trampoline for the backyard. Yeah, classic. Um, because as you know, I have such a great history with trampolines. Oh, so I've absolutely. I've never, never gotten injured on one in my entire life. My tailbone is totally intact. That's why you need one uh, that you can use anytime. Um, in particular with the gold coin uh, pool, because then yep. you've got a setup for success right there. You just jump, do a somersault, land in the mm-hmm. gold coins, quack. It's yep. great. It's perfect. So I, uh, so Mike and I wanted to do this. I had like a reminder on my phone that was going off to take care of it, you know, and, and then um, one morning, a few weeks ago, yeah. Um, as I was like waking up, I saw that I had the reminder on my phone from the previous night and I had forgotten to do it. So I was like, you know what, honey, I'm just going to like take care of this now. Let's just like do this quick. Well, what is so, this? Buying it or setting buying it up? The, or buying what? the trampoline. Okay, okay, like, okay, so okay. actually just, just, you know, ordering it because, and this was a while before the birthday, like quite a while before it, but I knew shipping is all screwed up because of COVID. Of Things course, are complicated. Yes. I want to make sure you we get one. You were ahead of it. 
Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was, I was like specifically being proactive and that's why I was like, before we even get up and do stuff for the day, let's like take care of this in bed on my phone quickly, get it over with. Yes. We find the perfect trampoline. Okay. 15 foot Skywalker circular with a nice gate. It was like top rated. It it's got an industrial great. fan beneath it that actually blows air <laughs> turbine, up so that yes. you can fucking fly, you know, zero gravity. Yeah. Right. Cause if you don't get up high enough, you can't go down into the money pit deep yep. enough with the gold. So that's Definitely. part of why, although gold is malleable. I so think I just invented up, something by the way, that would be really fucking cool. But anyway, Anyway, go on. Because couldn't you have the fan under a trampoline? The material is if it's porous, is breathable. Enough. It's porous, right. right? Right. And so, why not have uh, this is patented? So, if you're listening to this and you think about stealing it, just don't. Okay. Yeah, just fuck you. Yeah, exactly. John, I think you should try that and tell me if uh, if you don't get horribly mutilated. I, I think if you do get horribly mutilated, I don't want to hear about it because that yeah, sounds yeah, terrifying. Yeah. Can you imagine but, um, just jumping and then, you know, the fucking thing rips and then your <laughs> you toes chopped into a thousand pieces. Feathers fly up for some reason. Right. Well, because you're a duck jumping into a money pit, right? Classically. Yeah. yeah. So uh, anyway, so long story shorter, uh, we... You know, this, this was all behind us. I wanted to get this trampoline. I'm doing it early in the morning. I don't have my glasses on yet or my contacts. So I'm kind of like squinting at the screen, but I see it and I'm like, does this look good? I show it to Mike and she's like, yeah, so let's unnecessary. go with it. Like, where were your glasses? Like by the side they of your like bed? They were like by me on the on? night table. Yeah, but I was like, you know what? Like, let's just do it before I forget. It's so crazy right now. There's so much going on. You know, they're floating through space. Let's just do this. Like, let's yeah, fucking go for it. everywhere. Yep. And mm -hmm. also because it was the perfect one. And I was like, let's just, let's just get up. The kids aren't even awake yet. We'll do this really quick. Don't have to worry about them seeing anything. So. Um, you know, so I, long story short, I buy it. Okay. And then, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm so I can't wait excited. to find out what it is, but go on. So yeah, right. We're like talking to our friends, Doug and Katie, you know, our great friends also yes. that they had bought a trampoline for their daughter's birthday as well. So we were like comparing stats. Everybody's jumping. Yep. Everybody's jumping. Yep. Everybody got their money pit. And I was like, you know, so like, what'd you guys get? They're like, oh, we got like the slightly ovoid Skywalker, 16 foot by 12 foot. You know, I'm like, oh, cool. We did the circle. We're like so excited. Doug's like, oh yeah, ours is coming in three days. And he's you know, a physicist, like, so you he's know. A physicist, so he you knows. know he got a fucking kick-ass trampoline. Right. They know the, the exact shape was, it was definitely an ovoid shape, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, so I'm like, yeah, ours is coming in a couple of days too. You know, I'm like really, really excited about it. And then uh, a couple of days go by and it's not there. And I'm thinking like, I wonder where the trampoline is. And then I get a, a notification from FedEx via text message saying that it is en route to arrive in Boston, greater Boston oh, area. shit. Uh, you had today. the old shipping address. Yeah, my PayPal account had the old address on it and I hadn't noticed that at checkout because yep, yep. I put our new one into the shipping thing, but PayPal had done it, right? So they're headed to these miserable oh, these people assholes. who are just going to probably just throw it in the trash if they get it. If they could lift it up because it's a fucking huge That's trampoline, true. right? Yeah, yeah. So, so I get... Uh, so I'm like, I'm frankly calling FedEx. They're like, we don't know anything anymore. Everything's falling apart. Like, just don't even, like, we can't help. Like, we literally can't do anything about this. So I call Walmart, who we bought it from. Oh, yeah, I'm like, sure that was better. Yeah. Well, it kind of was because Walmart okay. was like, was like, okay, we'll just refund you the money. And I'm like, okay, that works. But like, but where's the trampoline? They're like, oh, we can't do anything about that. But here's the money. So sure enough, in like an hour, money. I had like Take $500 money, in our account. Yeah. And the yeah, trampoline, yeah, yeah. as far as I knew it, was just like going to get canceled. Right? Right, right. So... I take that money that we gotten back and I was like, okay, we're going to get a local trampoline. We'll get it local from like the Walmarts over the best. here. Yeah. They're handmade craftsmanship. Handmade Walmart craftsmanship. Probably cost you Artisan. twice as much, but it's worth it. <laughs> uh, and so we buy the trampoline here. It comes, we're like, okay, great. At least we're going to have, you know, this, uh, this trampoline. Yes. Now. Yeah. Um, a couple days go by. I get a text on my phone from a number I don't recognize. Actually, no, it's a phone call from an unknown number. And he's like, hey, this is, uh, beep. you know, uh, we, we, you know, we bought your condo. I just want you to know there's like a 300 pound box in our garage right now that like has your name on it. 
I don't know what we, you know, what you want us to do with it, but like, if you could come take care of it, that would be like really great. You know, just uh, let me know. And I'm like, oh my God, the fucking trampoline still shipped to the wrong place. So I'm surprised you didn't check because you had gotten the FedEx or whatever notification. Um, I mean, I, I had, to, I told FedEx to cancel it. I told Walmart to cancel it. Oh, all that, right, there's, all right. I mean, there's nothing I can do. It's in a truck, right? Like, yeah, I, yeah, there's, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I, and so in my head, I'm like, it's going to get there. They're going to throw it out. And I'm, I already got my money back. Like, we're just not going to make a big thing out of it. Sure. Right? Um, so he calls me, you know, and, and he's like, you know, um, you know, can you help take care of this? So, you know, I, I borrow my parents' pickup truck, drive two and a half hours, you know, two hours to go get this thing with Micah. So the kids are watching the, you know, the, my parents are watching the kids because this box is colossal, you know. I'm just imagining you in an old beat up pickup truck or, you Jalopy, know, driving it's through. popping smoke everywhere. Yeah, yeah, And you're driving through like wheat fields, you know, and it's just like... The, you and Mike have their head, your heads out the window and like dogs. What the fuck? Yeah, I don't get, know. That's going a weird direction. <laughs> are we just dogs? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm not sure. I think it's animated what I'm imagining. So yeah, it's, a, it's like, it sounds like interstellar a little yeah. bit. Go on. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. I know I need to go ahead. You do need to see that. That's, that's another thing. I know. Anyway, hang on. So you're making my long story longer, John, just hang on. <laughs> so, which I do not need any encouragement with, let me tell you. So we, so we get there, it starts fucking torrential downpouring, like lightning thunderstorms. The truck is moving on the highway. I'm like, this, this is so epic and I'm kind of like loving this, but also holy but shit, it's we got to get there. Uh-huh. Yep. It's twist, there's cows. So we get there, um, you know, the guy, the guy had said he was going to be there to like help us get it out. Um, he wasn't, you know, of which course was, he wasn't. Of course yeah, he wasn't, right? expected, yeah. Um, yeah. But in the course of setting this up, as you know, I'm sort of a people person. Like I had started to kind of befriend this guy a little bit. You know, we were kind of going back even and forth. Even after the pain about, incident. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know. I don't even know why. And Mike was like, don't be nice to him. I'm like, I don't want to be, but like, I kind of don't want to like, I don't want to sow more anger it's not in the in world. Your, like, in you. I would kind I know, of rather just like make this, you know, yeah. and because I'm an idiot, right? You're a peaceful man, yeah. And so he was like, listen, you know, I'll, I'll be there to like help you out with this box, right? And, and, and then his wife, who I think was the one who was the instigator for all of this other stuff, uh-huh. uh, was, you know, I still have not talked to her. I have not seen her yet. It ended up that they were not there during the storm, but he sent me a very nice message. He had dragged it out of the rain. So it was like covered by the portico and everything. So like, so that, and it's a heavy box. Very nice. Yeah, we yeah, get yeah. there, thunderstorms, crazy shit, cows flying through the air. Mm-hmm. In a big letters on the front of the box, it says box one of two. Oh, and I'm like, man. Are you fucking serious? Are you fucking serious? <laughs> Load up the truck with this colossal box, drive it all the way back again. The next morning, I get a text no. message from the guy saying, hey, there's a no. bigger box in our garage right now. I what don't know hell did you how order? many boxes are in this trampoline. I'm like, oh, my God. Uh, and he's like, you know what? I'm going to be there to like help you out with it. Just let me know. So I get the truck again and drive all the way back. This is brutal. Out of tornadoes, John, because yes. there was tornado warnings in, in Connecticut during this thing. The kids and Micah were in the basement. I left them down. Well, I left them like right before this happened. And the, literally, because I'll show you the phone notification went off. It said, get in your basement now. There are tornado and that's when you left. touchdowns. Mm-hmm. I left 10 minutes before that. I left when it was like, oh, it's going to be a little bit stormy out. On the highway, Micah's like, there's a tornado warning and we're in the basement right now. The kids are crying in the background. Oh, and I'm like, my oh my God, what God. am I even doing? Uh, but then the tornado warning passed. I made it up to greater Boston. I, uh, you know, got this thing very late at night and, uh, and, and I, I deliberately didn't tell him because he was like very insistent that he wanted help. And I was like, you know what? I kind of want to just like get this over with, get out of there. Just, don't think yeah, about it, get know? the fuck out of my face. Yeah. I just, I just don't want to deal or anything, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and because, uh, and, and, and he was like, there's, there's like no way you're going to be able to like lift this thing. Like I'm going to be there, you know, to help. And of course me, who's been strength training this entire quarantine. I'm like, oh yeah, like I'll show you. 
So uh, it, was, it was thundering. Like your your bulging muscles. You know, you're just drenched <laughs> in rain. Cyclones. I'm throwing it into the tornado. Um, it, it was a nice indicator, though, of how much training I have done during quarantine that I got it like with absolutely no effort at all. I was like, wow. Cool. So I didn't That's actually a- need help. And he came out and he saw me doing it. And he was like, whoa, okay. <laughs> um, but that was the first time I've ever actually seen him face to face. And so Did we had a moment there. In the face at that in that moment. In the rain, I threw him into the tornado. No, we had a moment there in the rain, face to face, and I was like, uh, you know, it was a, it was a moment where we, I was sort of like, you know, I hope you really enjoy this magical place, you know. And he was like, yeah, we do, thank you, you know. And it was this moment of like a little bit of said, peace. I hope you found the dump I took in the in the living room. <laughs> How's the paint, jackass? <laughs> Anyway, so I got back that night at like one in the morning and I was so fucking tired. And, uh, and that was <laughs> you the, pulled uh, every muscle in your body lifting that thing. Every, yeah. I actually but... had not been training at all. I just broke my back trying to do it, <laughs> broke my tailbone again. No, but we set it up yesterday and, yeah, yeah. uh, and two days ago and we have been jumping on it essentially nonstop since then. And the <laughs> amount of fun we're having with that trampoline has been incredible. So now John, we have two trampolines. That's uh, incredible. And I'm but going of to course return the other one. Two. I was going to say, why wouldn't you just have two? I mean, full ass green, which one's better? Oh, the, the original one was better. The one that we had settled on, the local artisanal trampoline sucks, right? But I haven't opened it yet, and it's not even the brand that I ordered, so I'm going to return it to like Walmart. It was like handcrafted, you know, it's got like leaves that make the bouncy parts. <laughs> yeah, and- right. it's hand-painted for some reason. <laughs> so like, so I'm going to return that one. So it turns out that we're just going to have a totally free trampoline, which is kind of a yeah. nice way to end this ridiculous that saga. Happened at I Walmart. am done. Yeah. It's a pro tip right there, Walmart. They don't give a shit about returns. I had that I was like, do me. you want me to help you return it? And, and they're like, just yeah. no. My heavy like, bag. That is how much money they have. They like didn't ship something that uh, some gloves that were supposed to come with my heavy bag for during Christmas, and so you know I told them, and they ended up just like crediting the thing. Isn't that weird? And they, that's kept... how much money these corporations have. Is yeah. that they just don't even? Well, care. that's it exactly. Yeah, because a trampoline yeah. or a heavy bag, those are like not cheap things. They're, like this well, they're not cheap to ship, you know. So that's the other big part. That's of a it. big part of it because they're nine thousand pounds, um, <laughs> yeah. which for me is nothing, but for a you know a truck would be quite Clearly. a lot. Yes, right? it yeah. would. Yes, yes, yes. Anyway, well, yeah, so it's been a very intense couple of weeks. It's been an intense couple of weeks, and you know, in the next um, five minutes now, we should. Un- <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I mean, I'm not kidding. I mean, what I wanted to start doing is unpacking um, some of the emotional baggage, or I-, I don't even know what the right word is. But I'm just feeling, I'm feeling emotions, Patrick. I'm feeling. <laughs> I'm feeling settling- like we are right at the. I mean, literally for our family right now, because Henry starts tomorrow, who's pre-K, we are on the precipice of whatever comes next. We have been sitting here doing these remote shows now for such a long time through this period that has been, in many ways, very stagnant, right? Yeah. Like, if I were to characterize- It's been five months. It's been five months of mostly, at least compared to previously, staying at home, mostly not really seeing other people- yeah, mostly not having to think about school being a building you go to, you know, physically. Yeah, mostly not commuting anywhere. To all of a sudden now, it is all starting up again for whoever knows how long, and it looks very different, you know. It does all of these different protocols in place with different cohorts, with all of these different considerations, and for the longest time for me, this was so far off that I couldn't mm-hmm. even fathom it. Like this mm-hmm. felt like it felt like another lifetime because in some ways it has been because of all the things that have been happening. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then suddenly like I'm realizing tomorrow is the first day of Henry's school and then Jude goes back and now Jude has his cohort assignments. He's going to be there Monday, Tuesday. We know where the bus is going to pick him up. You know, we know it's what the like guidelines the reality are for of masks it is settling and in. And, and it's really starting to hit me that this is actually going to be happening again and it's happening right now. And I'm a little, a little freaked out. 
I mean, yeah, it, it's like all the emotions, you know, because um, I was listening to uh, Brene Brown give a little talk and, and she was talking about how, you know, the she's a, a social researcher, I guess. Um, and she was talking about how September, you know, already for all of us, no matter if you're going to school or have kids going to school, even if you don't, there's something very cyclical about September starting a new year for us, right? And mm-hmm. you go from, you know, the unstructured summer to something that you actually, you know, just at a basic human level, a lot of people um, gravitate to, which is just like having more of a schedule, right? Things settle into um, more structure. And there's already a lot of emotions going into this time of year. And now the idea that that so much of that is going to look so different and and be less structured, right? We're all going to have to adapt in the same ways that we have now um, is a lot. It's a lot to take in. And I, and the part that, I, you know, I th- I'm feeling really hard. Uh, I'm taking in in a harder way. Um, and I imagine you as well as, as an extrovert who sort of, you know, I mean, I think we all at a basic level crave some human connection, but which we've classically disagreed on in the past. Um, <laughs> but, thanks, Oprah. But, yeah, thanks, Oprah. But <laughs> the idea that we will not even have the outdoors, right, where we can at least um, take in the sun and be connected with other people, even if distanced, um, you know, obviously we'll choose what we do and there's different, um, there's different degrees of comfort with having certain people over at individually with masks and all that. But still the idea of being housebound and not knowing what this uh, season's going to bring with illness and all of that. Um, it's a lot and it's starting to settle in. Um, and like that, you know, that's one layer of all of this. And then another is the historic moment that we're in as a country um, with the election coming up and everything that's wrapped up into that. Um, and I also, <laughs> maybe I'm feeling particularly emotional because I finally, uh, two days ago, watched Hamilton. Have you seen it? Oh, yeah. Um, of course, you know, like everybody has, right? I'm like the guy entering the party after everybody already left. And, you know. It's a good party to enter, um, though, regardless of. Raving of about it. Previously, um, you know. And my mom, as expected, right? Like, it's it's annoying the degree to which everyone's like, you got to see it. It's going to blow yeah, your mind. But it and lives he, up to the hype. And it, it lives beyond the hype, you know. Yeah. It, it is entirely mind-blowing. And for me you know, between listening to that um, and watching it and then um, President Obama speak uh, at the DNC, I'm thinking about the moment that we're in and the narrative, the sort of arc that we've been on as a country, as a fairly young country. And the stakes are so high. You know, like this this country, this whole idea of this country um, is feeling at risk and it's being put to the test in so many ways um, and I've, I, you know, I don't know where to go with this except to say that I'm just feeling the weight of it, the weight of the moment that we're in and what we can, you know, this sort of crossroads of what we can be um, or, you know, potentially a darker path of, of what we don't want to be. <laughs> I'll put it that way. Um, and I'm not just saying the results of the election, which frankly is a big piece of it, but just everything in this moment. Um, so, yeah, I'm feeling some feelings. And I feel like that crossroads idea is a really big part of it. You know, uh, of course, in Hamilton, there's a song, you know, where it says history has his eyes on you, right? Yes, yes. And and I'm feeling that more acutely than ever now with all of the amount of things going on. Like this is, this is, this is stuff that we will be reading about and talking about for a very long time. Yeah. And we're living through it in a really active day-to-day way at these huge, huge, you know, macro scales of, you know, geopolitics and of virus and pandemic 
and of poverty and inequality and all these huge, huge things that we always talk about, but also in the micro scale of just the enormous structural changes in our, in our lives and in the ways that we're accomplishing our kids lives. raising our kids and the, and the ways that we're accomplishing being present spouses and partners and the ways that we're trying to like keep our households, you know, together and not go crazy because the, that first, I want to go back for a minute. The first thing you mentioned about getting colder outside, that is something that I am like really acutely aware of as well. Yeah. yeah. Because, and, and I think Brene Brown is into, is onto something, which is that like, you know, we talk about calendar year end as being kind of the, you know, the cyclicality, like the, you know, marking the next cycle, right, but it's really right, not. Right. It's even if you don't, aren't involved with school at all, everything kind of pivots in September into this is now we are, we, and there's something amazing about that because in much of the world, that's not equatorial. Like that is also a moment of transition in, at least at, in this hemisphere into colder weather and into bracing ourselves somewhat yes. Yes. for what will be, I mean, you know, for the rest of hurricane season and then going into, you know, winter and going into a lot of, you know, very cold times where if you haven't prepared in terms of crops and livelihoods and security, you know, in the months leading up to it, you're going to have to figure that out. Mm-hmm. If you don't have good infrastructure that can support you with heat and hot water and things in the winter, it's going to be very, very difficult and um, just in a, in, a, in a kind of a simpler way, but a way that feels pretty important, if we don't have mental health safeguards in place right now, yeah, it's a really difficult time because winter is when a lot of you know seasonal affective disorder gets people. It's when a lot of people with things like depression and anxiety really deal with it even more acutely. And I think there is a degree of all of those things in, in us now, whether we Absolutely. can realize it or not. I think yes. there is a degree of slight post-traumatic stress that we're all dealing with. There's a degree of slight, um, you know, clinical depression that we're dealing with in a, in a, in a very minor way because um, we feel like we're in a world that is out of control and where more than ever we have no agency in it. You know, we are yeah. at the beck and call of nature and we're at the beck and call of political forces that are just unfathomably hard and entrenched mm. and, uh, and at the beck and call of this pandemic that is just getting worse and worse and worse and worse and, and that it seems like nobody is... Um, working together to stop it. And I have been looking at this moment for a long time with real fear too, because I feel like we have like part of what has gotten us through this thing has been being outside. And part of what has gotten us through since March is this idea that it was getting warmer, you know, is this idea yeah. that it was getting nicer. And, and that get- this was all temporary, right? We had this conversation right. where I think Micah, you know, put it to you this way that this is not, um, I can't remember exactly how we talked about it, but like we were trying to do this thing as if we were, um, working parents with kids at home and that yeah, we right. could, you know, keep up with it as opposed to it just being a disruptive temporary thing um, where we're working and, you know, making the best of this, right? Um, but in fact, now it is that. It is that we are, you know, having to juggle work and um, kids at home, you know, depending on what the school situation will be. Um, and, and that's sinking in, the idea that this is going to be several more months is is rough <laughs> and several more cold months where everybody's getting sick like we talked about so yeah, yeah. I, i'm i'm feeling very aware of that right now and also just very aware of the how disruptive this is for our family because we have finally shifted into pretty comfortable patterns through this thing yes into pretty standard routines and not feeling quite as locked in anymore because we've managed to be able to get outside a lot and to do things that feel really you know health bringing and that's a lot of that's going to change now. And, and, and it's very, it's very frightening. And uh, there's a lot of things to uh, fret about, I think. Absolutely. And one thing in particular, you said that uh, struck a chord with me. And also, you know, I've been thinking about um, since Hamilton, because uh, it is such a thought provoking movie on so many, or uh, a show on so many levels. Um, you, you know, you commented on the idea that we don't feel like we have agency in it. Right. And that's a part that's really hard to grapple with. Um, 
you know, and I think particularly, uh, you know, from what I know about you and myself, that we are people who um, like to have agency and, you know, are pretty ambitious in our lives and what we try to do. And um, I think that's hard. And what I've been thinking about, one, I mean, the moment where I lost it in Hamilton, I mean, there are many, but is, uh, if you recall, the Dear Theodosia song. Yeah, and you're gonna, I was just saying, Dear Theodosia. Oh, man, yeah. just lost it. Because... Yeah. It struck a chord with me, and and for those who haven't seen it, um, you've got you know two two dads um, singing to their to their newborn children um, about this this moment in our country's history and the idea of laying down a foundation, a strong foundation, where they'll be able to pass that on to their children and see them do amazing things. And you know, naturally, we're not in a revolution in that same way that we were then. But we are in a revolution. I mean, right we are. Now. We are in some ways, you know, right? And revolutions so, don't always involve, you know, massive gunfire. Like revolutions well, happen in a lot of ways. Absolutely, and this is a revolutionary moment, no doubt, in our country's history, right? And yeah. so, if I'm thinking in that way, right, and I and I see someone, you know, like Hamilton, who I I won't aspire to that necessarily that height or that level, but like that's in all of us, right? The ability to have agency in this moment to change the course of history. I, you know, I believed that in college when I sort of became a hashtag woke um, to some of the issues that plague the world and, and my ability to, you know, do a little part in that. And I think it's true now, too. I think it is, you know, at a basic level, of course, there's our ability to vote. But I think the way that we treat each other in this moment, um, the way that we model it for our kids is everything, because that just as they say in that song, you know, it does lay down this foundation for what the next um, few years, the next sort of era will look like. Right. And that's that's powerful. That gives me optimism in the idea that we, again, in our small way, can can write some of that narrative and not just be at the mercy of it. I don't know how yet. (laughs) You know, I don't have some master plan, um, but I don't know. That's just I guess that's what I'm sitting with right now. It's really trying to figure out what is my role in this moment? What can I do within my community um, as a parent, you know, to, to not just feel like I'm at the mercy of all of this, but to really help um, have some agency in it. Yeah. If you find answers for that, you know, please <laughs> let me know by all means. I, I feel like, you know, my, my own journey through po- shit turds, you through know. shit comets. Yeah. My own sort of like journey has been a little bit, um, you know, I, I, like a couple of years ago, I was really in that headspace, but I feel yeah. like now with the kid, um, now you've grown a little up bit older and like, well, it, and it's just, I, I feel like a lot more responsibility to make sure that they are okay in this moment. And that yeah. like the social change that I want to affect outside of work is really going into, into them and into like yeah. talking with them and, and modeling things for them and understanding things for, you know, with them. And, uh, and I, I, I think in terms of like getting socially engaged and things, it, it's, it's been very hard for me to maintain motivation on that, at least domestically lately, because I just feel you know, I feel like 2016 was such a wake-up call in so many ways into how um, I can personally get way too angry about a lot of these issues and it can kind mm-hmm. of affect my mental health. And, and and so I've stepped back a lot from social media, like we talked about. I've stepped back yeah, a lot same. from engaging in arguments with people, you know, um, and also because of safety now, because of, you know, my, my parents and because of the kids and because of Micah's, you know, line of work that she's going to be entering into. Like a lot of the volunteer engagements that I would have sought out, I can't really do you know, I'm not going to do election volunteering stuff. I'm not going to go door to door campaigning like I did in 2008. You know, I, I, there's a lot of these things that I used to do in the past. I can't do anymore. So yeah. virtually, of course, yeah. there's yeah. tons of room for civic engagement and there's tons of room for affecting social change. And, I, and it's out there. I, though, the space that I'm in mentally right now, I'm in a place where I feel very selfishly 
very solipsistically, I feel like it's my, my, my job to kind of like shore in the walls of this household and make sure that like we're okay as a family. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm, 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 I'm just really worried about that. Like I, I, I don't disagree this- with anything you're saying. I think for me stretching, I'm with you because I've been in that mode as well. I've felt that. And I think so many parents must be, I have to imagine in this moment. Um, but you know, as much as possible, how can this be a both and where we're affecting the people that are around us? Like, I'm not saying, you know, go find some new soapbox and become this like, you know, <laughs> cultural hero and, and uh, write new, uh, a new constitution or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> that was my, that was my fallback plan, John. Yeah, yeah, it just yeah, didn't yeah. work out. But like, even in the circles that we're in, how can we help um, our community and the people around us get through this in a way, you know, that is more optimistic. And I don't know. I, and again, I don't come with any answers or pretend to. Um, I'm just, I've been thinking about it a lot and I've been thinking about the behavior that I'm modeling for my children. And I don't know. I just, I've got to figure out how to find that agency because I think without it, I, I just, I feel concerned about our emotional well-being. Um, you know, it, it's easy to go back to that place of isolation and, and even more so in the winter, but like, we've got to figure out what is that meaningful connection. And I'm not talking about the BS, like social media, you know, fake activism stuff that I'm sorry, but a lot of it amounts to, um, I'm saying legitimate, like, you know, working, connecting with other people at a basic human level, including our kids. Um, so anyway, I'll, I'll leave it at that for now and I'll let you know when I figure something out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's definitely like, it would be great to do a, even a series on that over the winter yeah, where we yeah. look into different ways of staying activated and, mo- and modeling behavior for our kids. So we don't kind of close in on ourselves because even on the, I know we're going to wrap in a minute cause you got an, another birthday party to do always, but even in, uh, in, in, in the span of this five or six month period, I, I have noticed in myself, like very big waves of that too, of feeling really civically motivated and, and feeling like I want to like really reclaim the sort of, you know, social justice stuff. And, and then feeling also like, I'm just kind of worried about myself and my family and, and feeling like we need to just sort of play board games and like pretend like the world <laughs> is not even out there anymore. You yes. Know? Yes. And, yeah. and you're right. As it gets colder and as it gets darker and as we start losing out on daylight, this is going to be an increasing struggle for a lot of us to maintain that energy outside of the walls of our homes to stay part of society because we don't have to go anywhere anymore. A lot of us, you know, who are lucky right. enough to be in, in safe positions to stay at home. Right. So I want to bookmark that for future conversations. And I also want to um, do a quick update in the one minute we have left to say that Jude did have his birthday party and it was yes. fucking great. And, uh, and it was <laughs> very relaxed. all day. This was actually, so the trampoline, of course, ended up not being set up in time for the birthday because there was so much going on. So we right, know, right, right. back and, and, and fix that later. But, uh, but we did a Harry Potter theme. It was amazing. We had the whole entire yard oh, decked out awesome. with all these different decorations and all these different activities um, and crafts. And my mom was a huge help with that. And she and Micah did a lot of it. And it was just so fun. And, uh, and we got to see some family. We got to be there. It was short. It was a small group. It was probably about 14 people. Yep. Um, and we were outside the whole time. But it was like a really liberating social moment for mm. our family because we haven't been relaxed in that environment, I think, yes. for a while. Yes. And it felt like, like I have these images of like my mom and her sister who really haven't been able to see each other very much. You know, mm. just they're just walking around the yard, like looking out and talking about things and catching up and like seeing, you know, my uncle and my dad just sort of sitting there in lawn chairs under a tree talking. And, 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 and my favorite though was seeing all the kids playing together, seeing Jude with his cousins and Henry with, with, with their cousins and like feeling like they're all, uh, isn't it the best? Yeah. I've uh, the same. It was so wonderful to see that. And they were so sweet and so happy. And I, I really like that one afternoon 
for me was that was worth you know Everything. months and months yeah. of anxiety because I mean we're all we're all hard hardwired for that kind of connection really with each other. So we got to look out for things like that too, and for when we can still even yes. under these new conditions that we're entering into, still have moments of social like lessening of the of the freaking out and looking for ways to be comfortable and and yeah fun finding and that balance definitely yeah. um, to be continued well, to be continued we'll keep supporting each other we'll keep wading through the shit um and figuring out how to actually remove some of the shit that's floating all around us uh, yes. that's the moral of the story i think can we get can we get a quick french mime performance of what that looks like one I, more time for our live viewers the the all i could do is like you know the the box i don't even that's know pretty what that convincing was. john was that's that pretty, pretty good that, that was very convincing yeah i think I mean, it's mostly the outfit but yeah yeah i, well I could done. do anything in this outfit and look like i'm miming it <laughs> that's true <laughs> thanks man. all right thanks everybody for watching and we'll, uh, check See in guys. again we'll be back bye bye, bye.